What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Happy New Year to all you guys from all of us here at Run Free. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful celebration and are loving the beginning of 2020. Man, it's exciting. I was uh, driving back yesterday from uh, Sarah's workout and I was thinking about where I was when it turned 2010 and how it's been a whole new decade. And I was like, man, I was training for the 2010 Boston Marathon. <laughs> it's been a while. I was up in Mammoth training. It's amazing uh, how much life can change. You know, I went through the better part of my career, the the worst part of my career, retirement, adopting our girls. It's like, man, who would have thought that beginning of 2010, I'd have a 19-year-old daughter when it comes to 2020. <laughs> um, but anyways, just amazing how much can happen in a year. Really looking forward to this new decade and um, continuing this journey with you guys on the Run Free podcast. Really excited for today's episode. It's going to be super fun. Um, what I'm going to do is start a little series, and I have no idea where this series is going to go. Um, I kind of like... I like windy paths, you know, how you're running. I don't like the straight paths where you can see like five miles down the road. You're like, that's where I'm going, like way, way down there. You can barely even see it, but that's where I'm going. No, no, I like I like the windy paths where you don't even know where you're going. The road's snaking and bending, and there's a new, just around the river bend, right? There's a new, <laughs> there's a new adventure waiting. So we're going to kind of do that with this episode. I mean, the series I'm going to be doing. And the series is going to be called The Making of an Olympian. And, uh, Right off the gates, this isn't just for Olympians. I know we do have uh, people who listen to this podcast that are pro runners that are making it go at the Olympic Games and Olympic trials. And, um, you know, 2020 is a big year with the Olympics coming up. So I know I am speaking directly to those guys, but I'm also speaking to all you guys, our run free athletes um, and people who are just going after big dreams and big goals in 2020. So when you hear the word Olympian, just think about someone going after something big, a big goal, a big dream deep in their heart. So to start off the series, like I said, I don't know where we're going to go, but I know the first part, the first episode is one that, man, so, so important. And as I look back at, at my experiences and my career, I just see this as like so pivotal, pivotal. Pivotable, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so important. Let's just use that word. It's not trying to use big words just to sound smart. <laughs> oh man, off to a good start here. So, anyways, this episode, episode 20, is me called "To Grasp Hold of, You Must Let Go of." Too many ofs. Let's just do "To Grasp Hold, You Must Let Go." I'm kind of figuring this out with you guys. I'm trying to f- figure out what sounds the best here. Let's just do "To Grasp." hold you must let go no let's do to grasp hold of you must let go i'm sorry i can't let go of the ofs we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it to grasp hold of you must let go of still sounds weird but we're just gonna go with that all right let's just leave it at that (laughs) all right so the reason why this is so so important well, first, let me just talk about like why this uh, Olympian series, this making of an Olympian. Why, why am I been thinking about this recently? Obviously, you know, as it turns to 2020, um, you know, we have the Olympic trials coming up. It's crazy. It's next month when you think about it. It's still, you know, a couple months out because we have all January, all February. But February 29th is the Olympic marathon trials, if you guys didn't know about that. So, you know, Sarah's in full training mode. I have a couple other athletes that are training for it as well. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about 
the Olympics and qualifying for the Olympics and what does it take? And it kind of reminds me, I tell a story in, in my book, Run the Mile You're In, um, of my 13-year-old self when I was first getting into the sport and I was in Big Bear and I was out doing some hill reps. It was like in the, it was dark because in the winter time, I remember it was just snowing like those big old flakes that just kind of like float down super slow. And uh, I was just running by the, the lights out on the street street lights and it's just me out there all by myself freezing cold and i was doing hill reps on this steep hill in big bear lake just going up and down up and down up and down and just had a lot of time to think when i was out there and i remember just having this thought like i wonder what is it going to take for me to go to the olympics again for you guys maybe it's i wonder what is it going to take for me to hit that boston qualifier or to run my first marathon or to run my first 5k whatever it is for you like what is it going to take for me to achieve that goal i don't know if you guys have if you're feeling me there if you've ever had that thought but that was the thought that was going through my mind like and i wasn't as much curious about like what is the training gonna take like i knew the training was gonna be super hard um you know i knew there was tons and tons of miles of me doing lots of hill reps lots of thresholds lots of intervals i I knew that kind of stuff i didn't know exactly what it was gonna take when it came to training but my dad was coaching me and i trusted him with my training and i knew i was gonna be fine when it came to the training and but i was more curious about like what is it gonna take what kind of mentality is it gonna take what kind of characteristics am i gonna have to have as a person um you know what's gonna what kind of thoughts am i gonna have to be thinking on a consistent basis like it's more interesting like what's gonna have to happen inside of me for me to live this dream this big goal i have of going to the olympics and so you know now having traveled the journey it's kind of fun to get to look back on that and see how i am and then now you know as i'm coaching sarah and trying to get her ready for this coming olympic trials you know i can see some things that are really really important that we develop inside of us that enable us to go after our dreams with everything inside of us to make a really good run. You know, there's no guarantees. It's like with Sarah getting ready for the Olympic trials. I could get her in the best shape she's ever been in. She could get herself in the best shape she's ever been in, you know, sub 220 marathon shape. But at the end of the day, like I don't watch anyone else's workout. I don't know about anyone else's workout besides the athletes that I'm training. So I can't guarantee that she's going to make the team. All I can guarantee is like what kind of shape she's in. All I know is what kind of shape she is in. All I can control is how fit is she. Um, and even then I don't have complete control over that. I'm just the coach, you know, like Sarah has a part in that, but then there's a part of it that's even outside of her. Like she only has so much control. And it's the same thing for you guys. Like it's great. 2020 have big goals, big dreams, big things we're going after, but realize like you can dial in everything absolutely perfect. And yet you still do not have complete control of whether or not you accomplish that big dream. Like that is just reality, depending on what your dream is, you know, what your big goals are going after. There might be certain things where, you know, you can guarantee if you work hard and go after it and guarantee you can achieve it. But most goals and especially running goals, running specific goals, qualifying for the Olympic games, all these kind of goals, like you only have so much control over that. So, this first episode is to grasp hold of those goals that you don't have complete control over the first step and the most important thing and something you're going to have to do over and over and over again throughout the years or throughout your training for this big event this big dream that you have is you're going to have to let go of it over and over and over again i know like 
this would happen in stages for me. I'd have moments where, you know, I'm training for say the Olympic trials or whatever, the Boston Marathon, New York City Marathon. And I'd have moments where I'm like, I'm good. Like, like I feel like I've kind of released this goal. Like I've let it go. Like I've given it to God is kind of like how I'd like to, how I, how I would let go of things. I'd be like, I'm just trusting God with this. I'm just giving it totally to him. And it feels so good. And I'd feel so loose and I'd feel like no pressure and training would start to click. And then maybe I have a bad workout or I get sick or I get hurt or, um, there's circumstances of life that cause me to be like, get really frustrated and really down. I'm like, why am I so down? Why am I so frustrated? Why I've started like strangling my goals again. I'm like, this has to happen. And then when something triggers me that is saying this isn't happening, such as an injury or sickness or whatever it might be, and I freak out, I know because I've freaked out, and that's a sign to me that, hey, I've once again started holding on to this goal too tightly. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, about how do we grasp hold of our goals by letting go of them. And obviously, you know, that sounds like counterintuitive, um, but man, to kick things off is I look back over my career, almost every single one of the best races that I've had in my life, almost every single one, I can look back at that and be like, there was a moment where I basically... I didn't give up, and I wanna talk about this a little bit right now. Like there's a difference from what I'm talking about. There's a difference between letting go and giving up. And in these big races I've tra- that I was training for where I had my best races ever, it wasn't like I'd given up completely. Like I stopped training, I stopped trying, I stopped showing up for um, workouts. Like it wasn't like that. It wasn't like a complete like throwing in of the towel but it was more of a letting go, you know, it was more of like, man, I really wanted to experience that, but you know, the X, Y, and Z happened. And now like, I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Like, I'm just gonna have to kind of let go of this goal and I'm still gonna show up. I'm still gonna do the work. I'm still gonna put myself out there, but you know what? Like, I have no idea if I'm gonna be able to do this or not. Like, and that might sound a little bit to you guys of like, I don't care about this anymore. But again, it's not like an, I don't care thing. It's more of like, I'm just relaxing on this, you know, like I am opening myself up to whatever God, the universe, the divine, whatever you want to call it. I'm opening myself up to whatever is going to happen on this day, on this race day, on going, when I go after this big goal, like I'm opening myself up to just be thankful for whatever I get and I may hit it. I may not. And I know I'm good either way. So real quick, just a few examples of what I'm talking about. Um, so probably the biggest one is I, you know, I, I kind of made a little list here. I'll just run through them quick, kind of starting at the beginning. Cause I know we have a wide audience of people who are listening to, to the run free podcast, but like in starting out in high school, you know, my big goal is to break four minutes in the mile. And I was training right on that edge, you know, like that edge of overtraining. I was like right there and I kind of crossed over at my senior year in track and feeling terrible, running terrible. And my dad uh, kind of had to pull back the training and basically just give me a week of easy running with no hard workouts, which to me felt like, like I, you know, there's no way I'm gonna achieve my goal now. I haven't done a workout in a week. I was freaking out mentally losing it. But again, there was this moment of like, well, like, you know, I had this big goal of breaking four minutes and now like, it's probably not gonna happen. So I'm just gonna kind of like let go of this thing and we'll see what happens, you know? And then as I did that, as I let go, 
things started to click. My body started to feel better, started to feel looser. That pressure that I'd been feeling to break four minutes for the mile in high school was just kind of dissipating. And as a result, I didn't break four minutes, but I ran 342 for 1500, which is still my PR to this day, which is crazy to me. Um, but that's equivalent to a four minute mile. So I was right, I was right there. But that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had that moment of overtraining causing me to let go. Um, same thing happened. NCAA 5k but for different reason this time like training didn't be going really well but how many guys know like sometimes you just have a really bad race and so I ran in the prelim race like three days before the final NCAA championships and just felt kind of off and I remember talking to my parents on the phone um they were down big bear i was up in sacramento at the track championships and they were planning on coming up for the final but they didn't come up for the prelim and i remember after the prelim i talked to him i was like yeah i didn't feel very i wanted it to feel and this happens all the time too in pre-race workouts like just try not to lose my mind because usually you don't feel as good as you want to feel and same thing for prelim races for you guys who are running track you know what i'm talking about it's just I just did not feel that great. Didn't feel easy. Felt hard. And I remember talking to my parents to me like, eh, maybe you shouldn't come up. Like, I don't know if it's going to be worth it or not. And then, you know, three, again, there's kind of like this letting go of like, well, you know, Ian and I, we had big goals of going one, two at NCAAs. Now I'm feeling kind of, eh. So like, kind of like letting go here. Like, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens kind of thing, you know? And as a result, letting go, pressure dissipates. Ian and I ended up going one, two NCAA championships that year. Um, same thing for different reason. Uh, when I set the American record in the half marathon in Houston, 48 hours before that race, I'm literally slamming my hand on the steering wheel of my CRV car as Sarah and I are stuck in a ditch in Big Bear Lake, trying to make our way down to the airport in super snowy conditions. We woke up to like 18 inches of fresh powder snow. The roads were horrific ended up sliding off a ditch uh, they closed all the roads out of big bear so by the time we did get out of there we got stuck like halfway down the mountain and i'm like chilling it like an old school diner eating a cob salad sandwich like or cob salad salad that's uh like my memory of pre-houston and just like i so lost my cool like so so emotionally fried like because i was feeling so good going to this race and i was so excited and i was like man who knows what's going to happen you know like anything is possible and then i just totally lost it that day when i didn't think i was going to even make it to houston so long story short we ended up um, getting out of there uh, caught a flight the day before the race got there to Houston with just enough time to preview the course uh, my coach Terrence took me on a little preview and went to bed and raced you know so I wasn't even in Houston for 24 hours before I ran that race but I had totally just lost it mentally emotionally and had just like thrown in the towels like well I don't even know if I'm gonna make it to the race but even if I do like I'm so fried emotionally now I'm probably gonna run terrible you know uh, but again is this kind of like like this like I'd been carrying around all this pressure and it's kind of like it'd just been released when I kind of let go of it and being like, well, I don't even know what's going to happen now. You know, that kind of mentality. Um, same thing when I set the Olympic trials um, course record in uh, New York in 2007 on the phone with Sarah three months before that race. And this is the backstory that most people don't know. They just watch you run the race and it ended up being like one of the best races of my life. 
and one that you know I wish I can go back and live over and over again just one of those days where you guys know what I'm talking about where it's like the faster you run the better you feel and you just feel like you're just floating the whole time just feels effortless it's one of those kind of days um, but three months prior to that I'm on the phone with Sarah she's in in Europe and racing on the track I'm home in Mammoth training and I just can't figure it out like my training is just going terrible and on paper I've been running well and like I'm in a position to make my first Olympic team on paper like I'm on the team but physically I am just like falling apart with no reason why like and that those are the hardest things I think at least for myself to navigate as a runner is those times when like you have no excuse like you can't pinpoint any reason why you're feeling so fatigued so you know I took three days off which again felt like an eternity felt like I was starting from scratch when I started back up after that but again during those three days it was this thing of like well you know I have this this has been the biggest dream I've had in my life um, from the time I was 13 years old and now I'm just having to kind of let go of it and even though like I'd set myself up so well and I should make the team like I got to just let go of this goal because it's not it's not physically happening you know so when I was on the phone with Sarah I was telling her I was like there's no way I'm making this team I literally said those exact words to her three months prior to the trials and then but again it was this thing of like holding on to some dream some goal so hard that i was almost strangling it to death you know and when i was able to just like let go of that or i was forced to let go of that rather because of the circumstances i found myself in it just took all the pressure off and it made training fun again and things started to click i, I was much more relaxed in training things just started to go better and better and snowball in the right direction rather than snowball in the wrong direction and ended up like i said having one of the best races of my life so you know i could go on and on and on before i ran 204 at boston i ran one of the worst half marathons in my life in new york ran like 65 minutes again had no reason why super down super depressed had to just totally let go of it so i could go on and on with like before all my best races having this moment of having to open up my hands and just let go and as I think about 2020 and what I really want for a run free athletes, for you guys who are part of this podcast and this community that we're, that we're building is just like, just that, you know, to have these goals that we're going after, but really like not strangling them to death, like opening up our hands and holding them loosely. And it's interesting, you know, I, I see this not just in the running space, but you see this a lot too, like as I read through the Bible, like biblically and stories in the Bible that we read, like there's example after example of this, of people like going through extreme hard times before they walk into that promised land. You know, you think about Moses and before he delivered um, his people, he was out in the wilderness, you know, and same thing for Joseph, you know, before he was in his position in Egypt, he was in prison for a long, long time. Same thing for Israel. They're wandering in the desert for 40 years before they enter into the promised land. And there's example after example of this like period of people needing to let go of that big dream of that big goal. And I don't know, I, I can't even like totally articulate it, but there's just something in our world with the power of when we let go of things we're actually able to enter into them better and obviously you know there's a lot of life circumstances that can um 
cause you to have to let go, kind of like I was sharing throughout my career. But I don't know about you guys, I want to be in a position where I can choose to let go. And it's not like I'm being forced to let go because of life circumstances. Because sometimes those life circumstances don't happen. And then you never let go of it and you strangle your goal to death. And the reason why I think it's so important to let go is because it enables us to relax. So letting go is like, it's like an Instapot. It's like a pressure cooker, you know? Like when you're going after a big goal, like it's really easy to just slowly, slowly over time, like make it such a big deal to you that all of a sudden you're just carrying around a tremendous amount of pressure. And that pressure manifests itself as tightness when you're out running. And I don't think, you know, I need to argue hard to make a, a case of this. But when you look at athletics in general, like the person who is the most relaxed is the one who's the best in the world. Think about sprinters, you know, think about Usain Bolt and how relaxed he is, even though he is running incredibly fast over 100 and 200 meters. The goal for him is to be as relaxed as he can while running super, super, super fast. You know, like those guys are all about their face just like bouncing up and up and down. Um, same thing with Kipchoge, you know, breaking two hours in the marathon. You watch him run, it looks so effortless. It looks so easy. You're just like, this guy just looks like he's out for an easy jog, you know? It's because he is so, so relaxed. And we learned this at Stanford when I was running cross country there. Like the goal is to be as relaxed as you can, as long as you can. You want to run fast, like get relaxed, get super, super relaxed while still like pedaling the pedals as fast as you can, still having that really good turnover, that really good pop off the ground. But relaxing as much as possible is the key to running fast. But when we're carrying around a ton of pressure, it becomes very, very, very difficult to be that relaxed self. And that, that's where this whole letting go thing comes. Because I see this as being probably the most important thing as we look forward to um, February 29th and the Olympic marathon trials. Like the people who are able to stay relaxed out there are the people who are going to maximize their potential. And but a lot of people like they're carrying around so much pressure and they never flip that switch and let that pressure leave them. And so they're running tight the entire time. When you're running tight, you're not running at your best. And so really like this is the key for those guys who are going to be out there in Olympic trials is like not carrying around the pressure, learning to deload the pressure so that they can perform, so they can run super smooth, super relaxed. But you can only do that when you're not carrying that pressure around. So how do we let go of this pressure? So I want to tell you guys one more quick story from my career of time when I was actually able to choose to let go. And it's a little bit different in this situation. So it's before the 2012 Olympic trials. And my training had just been kind of like, eh, so-so. I was in uh, Reading. I was training at sea level the entire time. And uh, my workouts relative to previous uh, buildups and marathons were just kind of like, they were solid, but not like, definitely not my best, you know, like, so I was a little bit like uneasy with how things have been going. On top of that, I picked up plantar fasciitis in my buildup. And so I was kind of like really, not kind of, I was really worried about that. My Christmas memories, because the trials were in January. So my Christmas memories were of me in Santa Rosa, where Sarah's from, just like pounding, massaging my foot and my calf like all day long. So I was so worried about my plantar fasciitis. So I was definitely like carrying around a lot of heaviness until uh, Sarah and I, we were auditing um, 
Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry at our church, and we were sitting in on a revival group. And I remember they brought Sarah and I into the middle of this circle. The revival group's just like 60 kids, and um, we're all in there together and just trying to learn about God and um, experiencing God more and, and going after that stuff. So they, anyways, they put us in the middle of this group, and they just start like firing off just like, words of encouragement that they feel like God has for us. And man, as they were doing that, I could just feel the pressure just being lifted off my shoulders. Cause I was putting so much into this, this buildup and like wanted so badly to qualify for my second Olympic team that I was just carrying around so much pressure. And as they were telling me words of encouragement, most of them had to do with like reminding me of how God sees me, of my real identity about what makes me special, what makes me loved, what makes me of of worth besides my performances. And as I started to just get pummeled with those things, I started to get re-secure in knowing who I am and what makes me important and getting that performance burden removed from me. As this was happening, I just felt lighter and lighter and lighter. And I just walked out of there just like feeling like, man, like someone just lifted the weight of the world off my shoulders to be (laughs) cliche-ish. Um, so, you know, that's an example and something that we can do when we're trying to let go is get a good picture of who we are and our true identity. What really makes us special has nothing to do with whether or not we hit that Boston qualifier or we finish our first marathon or we qualify for the Olympic Games. Like deep down inside, what makes us special has nothing to do with that. And as we remember that, as we get a firm grip on that, it takes all the pressure away and it just makes performing fun. It makes running fun again. Like it makes running how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to just, it's supposed to be fun because our identity, our, our worth has nothing to do with it. We don't need to have that wrapped up into our performance out on the roads. So that's what happened to me and felt so loose going into that race and so free just so, so like that is really the best way I can describe it. Just felt so free from that experience. So that's one way is just remembering like your identity, who you are. Um, another way is just kind of like I already briefly mentioned this, but is using like things throughout your training because you might get free of this. You might get in a really good spot. Hopefully it's after listening to this podcast and you're just like, yeah, like, you know, he's right. Like I need to just hold this big gold I have, just hold it more loosely and see it as something like a fun thing I'm going after rather than like something I have to achieve. You know, I need to really hold this thing loosely. Hopefully, you know, that happens after this podcast, but then it's going to be, you know, we talk a lot about cultivation on this podcast because it's usually not a one-time breakthrough. It's usually a breakthrough that needs to be happening over and over and over again. And honestly, like I said, I would catch myself all the time being like, whoa, 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 I've like lost touch of this. Like I'm strangling this goal again. Like, let me just release it again. Let me just let go of it again. And I use cues. So anytime basically I freak out in training because I had a bad workout, I got hurt, I got injured and I freak out. It's like, oh, okay. Like there's something inside of me that going on here that is not what I want to happen. Like I want to hold this thing loosely, but obviously because I'm freaking out, like I've started to strangle this goal again. So let me just loosen my grip on it again. Let me just let go. And I'll literally, when that I find that's happening, like I just like to take a super deep breath and just be like, breathe out, strangling this goal, breathe in, 
relaxing, holding the goal loosely, like breathe out whatever you don't want to happen, breathe in, or you don't want to be, breathe in what you do want to be. That is like such a powerful practice. So times when you catch yourself holding on too tightly, times where you feel all this pressure and you're, you feel yourself being filled with anxiety about going after this goal, just breathe. Breathe out what you don't want, breathe in what you do want. So, so powerful. Also too, another way that helps me to kind of like let go of my goals is to actually remember times where I failed at going after a big goal. So for example, when I didn't break four minutes in the mile in high school, like I remember my last time trying to do it. I was in Maine, I was running a track race, I was going after it, came through the half marathon and I mean, sorry, the half marathon, <laughs> the 800 meter mark in like two flat, but it ended up just falling apart and having a bad race, not, not even getting close to breaking four. I remember after that race, like going on a cool down, I was all super bent out of shape, really frustrating, just like collapsing in this field all by myself and just like, so like emotionally, like so upset about it, you know, not achieving my goal. But now like I can look back at that and be like, yeah, like I remember like that was painful, that hurt to not get my goal and that's okay, you know, like that was hard, but I know that I came out the other end and I was better for it. And I came out the other end and I was okay. Like here's a big thing with like letting go of our goals is you got to feel like I'm okay without this thing. If you don't feel like you're okay without it, then you're just gonna continue to hold on to it super, super tightly. So a huge part of letting go of our dreams, of our goals is being like, I'm actually okay without it. And I'm actually more interested in the journey, in the pursuit of this dream this big goal than I am in actually accomplishing this big goal guys that is so huge like it's so easy to get lost in like it's all about this one day when you're going to race the Boston Marathon this one day when you're going to go after getting a spot on the Olympic team and you lose your entire life for this one day and then on this one day, you don't even have complete control of that. You may or may not make that team. Like that's, that's just the truth of it. So really you can't live for that one day, or at least it's not worth the trade in my mind. Like I'd rather love my life, love the pursuit of my dream rather than hate the pursuit, but then have, even if it's that magical day and you hit it just right and you make the Olympic team, like that's great, but is it worth trading your entire life for and being miserable for the six months leading up to it? Uh, in my mind, absolutely not. So you have to remind yourself, like it's as much as I want this thing to happen, as much as I want to get to the summit of this mountain, like it's not about the summit. It's about the journey on the way up. It's about who you're doing the journey with, who you loving well along the way and savoring every single step in the journey. And as you focus on that, as you take your eyes off the summit and you just focus on the step right in front of you, it's so, so empowering in going after your goal. So that kind of brings me to um, one of my last points in choosing to let go was uh, one of my dad's mantras. And man, super fun having him on the podcast uh, that last episode. Hope you hope you guys enjoyed that. He's just poured so much into me and given me so much knowledge and wisdom. I'm so grateful to have an amazing dad and hopefully I can be the same to my kids. But anyways, um, one of the big mantras that he reminded me of all the time when I was just getting into the sport of running was we do the training and we leave the outcomes up to God. And this, again, just helped me like let go 
of that big goal, that big dream. Like, I'm going to do my part. Like, I'm going to do the training. I'm going to pour myself into it. I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to take care of my rest, my nutrition, um, my weights, like all that, all those small things, the 1% that we talk about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all those things. But in the end, like, I don't have complete control over this outcome. Like, part of this, like, is in God's hands. And that just, like, totally allows me to just let go and just be like, thank you. Thank you for whatever I have. Thank you for whatever the outcome is of the Olympic trials, of whatever race, whatever that big dream is that you're going after. So I think those are the biggest things I wanted to hit on, guys. And really, you know, as I think to 2020, what I want most for you guys is I want, and most for myself as well, in our community like i just want us to be free to go after these big dreams to go after these big goals to feel light to feel peace to feel completely free in pursuit of our goals and i really do believe like that's going to give us the greatest chance of grasping hold of our goals of of arriving at that destination that we want to get to but at the same time like we're going to enjoy the journey on the way there and we're realizing that it's not about getting to the destination it's about the here and now it's about being fully you today and being fully you today i would argue comes when you're able to let go when you're able to hold those goals loosely so that's all i got for you guys today i hope you enjoyed this podcast Um, we'll see you next time for episode 21 is undetermined subject but we'll continue on in this theme of um, the making of an olympian series until next time guys take courage and be courageous happy training